FM. Capital FM. Capital. Capital FM. Capital. Personal experience. Личный опыт. Ведущий утреннего шоу на Capital FM Moscow DJ Talish. Английский это просто. Так же просто, как канадцу учить русский. Я же смог. How do you speak Russian? It's harder than Chinese. You know what? It's better that you listen to Capital and practice your English. Otherwise, I won't understand you. Capital FM Moscow. Зачем просто слушать музыку, если можно еще и учить английский? Capital FM Moscow 105.3 The latest news now. Moscow's only English-speaking hit music station. Capital FM News. Former NHL star Vyacheslav Fetisov has invited Vladimir Putin to take part in an ice hockey tournament at the North Pole. We're counting on the Russian president taking part in the North Pole match, Fetisov said at a press conference in Moscow, as cited by TASS. The two-time Olympic champion and three-time winner of the NHL Stanley Cup, Fetisov hopes to assemble a larger-than-life cast to play at Russia's Borneo Arctic base next year. Players from Canada, Norway, Finland, Denmark, Sweden, Iceland and the United States have already been confirmed for the event. More than 100,000 cars have passed across the Crimean Bridge since it opened last Wednesday. The bridge connecting mainland Russia with Crimean Peninsula has two parts, one for motor vehicles and one for trains, with the latter scheduled to be finished next year. At 19 kilometers long, the Crimean Bridge is the longest in continental Europe. Plans to construct it emerged after the Crimean Republic reunited with Russia in 2014. Moscow residents should expect traffic restrictions in the city on Thursday as festivities get underway for the day of Slavic writing and culture in the Russian capital. From 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. traffic will be restricted in the city center. An entire section of Ilyinka from Birzhevaya Street to Red Square will be closed to traffic. Motorists should expect delays and should consider alternative routes of travel. Grammy Award-winning actor, songwriter and artist Will Smith will record the official song of the Russia 2018 FIFA World Cup. Each World Cup has an anthem that is performed at official ceremonies of the tournament. This time around, Will Smith will team up with US singer Nikki Jam and Albanian singer-songwriter Era Israfi. The trio will perform Live It Up, produced by DJ and songwriter Diplo. Among the best-known past anthems were Shakira's Waka Waka and Pitbull's We Are One. And finally, you know the expression, the left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing. Well, it appears that a gate standing outside one Moscow resident's dacha has single-handedly purchased digital subscription for news about cars and high-tech. The Moscovite has reportedly equipped his dacha gate with a high-tech GSM relay with a SIM card. The man suspected something was wrong when the balance of his card account reached zero due to subscriptions to several paid services. A spokesman for the SIM card operator said the extraordinary situation called for unconvenient action. Luckily, the gate owner got a refund from his mobile operator. Rated 4 out of 10 on the Moscow roads, you'll spend around an hour driving to and from Sheremetyevo Airport, driving time to the Madiedva Airport and back to the city center is an hour and a half. A drive to Gnukova Airport will last an hour. You'll need 45 minutes to get back. Weather. 14 degrees in San Francisco, 19 in Paris and 27 in Bangkok. Nice and long here in Russia, plus 18. That's all the news for now. Valeria Pekov in the studio. Stay tuned for more. With Alan Moore.
It's Wednesday, 9pm, and we're coming live from the Capital FM studio in the wonderful Enka Nabarajan Tower. I'm Alan Moore. I'm Yekaterina Bichko, and we're Capital Sports. And of course, Nikki Stay is spinning the discs, even if she hasn't got discs right now, but she's like pushing all the buttons for <laughs> us tonight. So, <laughs> yes, uh, I am. And, and we have such a... I mean, everyone knows what that music means. When you hear it, you start to get excited. Your heart races. You start to feel, yeah, I know what's going to happen now. That's it's true. Champions League time. When you're in the stadium, when you're sitting at home watching it in the pub, it doesn't make a difference. We hear it in the radio, we're all starting to get happy. Yeah, that's true. And actually, uh, even when you are not involved in a football, when you hear this sound, it's like just amazing oh, feeling inside. <laughs> I'm telling you something like it brings me back to my day. Well, anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, listen, we have a fun-filled, action-packed show with a really unique and very, very good giveaway for not one, but two lucky listeners, actually, maybe even more tonight. Uh, Katarina, she cannot wait to give out the question, but we will do it, but we'll do it in just a little bit. Uh, but first, the rundown on what we have coming up. It's a full football round, cup, cup finals, league winners, and a big preview of the Champions League final. Oh yeah, that's that. Well, obviously the music kind of gives that all away. So a preview to go it with the, it does. <laughs> <laughs> preview to go to review an interview. Well, start it again. We'll have the best previews, reviews, interviews, views, and news in the world of sports on mainland Europe's number one English radio sports show. I, Nikki inspired me with that one there just a little bit earlier on. So we're nailing it tonight. We have Peter McDowell of uh, Liverpool FC TV, who is coming live and loud from Kiev. We'll have the ex Real TV, Real Madrid TV, even, uh, and current La Liga TV host, Semra Hunter. She's going to give us a bit of balance from the Spanish side. It's another epic show on the way for you all. Let's start with last week in FA Cup final. You had to watch it. So, oh, and, and you watched the German final. Yeah, I mean, well, I had to watch the German final. As you can see here, I have my badge from my uh, membership from Eintracht Frankfurt, my former club. Of course, they played and they won. Um, they really, really, they upset, as we'd say, the apple vine cart, or the apple cart, uh, by beating Bayern in a very, very open, action-packed match, really the way football should be played. Uh, Eintracht, they were goal up early on through um, Ante Rebic, and they weren't sitting on their lead uh, when Bayern equalised through Robert Lewandowski. Um, with eight minutes to go, Rebic scored again, and... I mean, Bayern just went attack, 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 attack. And then, you know, I really did think that Bayern were going to win it. I was kind of just, please, 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 blow up, blow up. It was in the 96th minute and a corner came in. Eintracht broke away and uh, the substitute uh, these from Slovenia, Gacinovic, he ran the length of the pitch to make it 3-1. So now, like, Eintracht don't often win things, especially cup finals, but this was amazingly special. What do they underachieve? I mean, they have all the banks, money, big stadium. Exactly, it's called Bankford and mine. And um, <laughs> look, it's odd. I mean, they're like, they're. I think they're they're almost 120 years old right now. But uh, they've always been in crisis from one year to the next. Uh, when I left things back, well, back in 2000, I mean, you know. I mean, it was it was tough for them then. There were some like rotten things going on behind the scenes. And I remember, but like when I went back there in 2006, I was on my way from Croatia to, to Russia, and I got a fast train from Cologne to Berlin. Uh, and you know, I watched them actually just lose the final with I think Bunkel was the manager at the time, and it was just they did really play terribly. And just have really bad luck because this is a club who took part in the greatest European Cup final, now called the Champions League final, of course, of all time when he lost 7-3 to Real Madrid. And back in 1998, when I was first working with the club, I met one of the, the Eintracht players from that day who scored twice in the final. He was um, Erwin Steen. And, you know, I, I didn't even know who he was. How come? Well, just, I guess I was young. I was innocent. I was in a foreign city. Well, I mean, I knew his father from 1960, uh, but he was 40 years old. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, very innocent in Frankfurt, of, of all places. Uh, but, like, he was at this fans gathering. He was just a really nice man. And I met him in his shop then a few times. He did, like, cafe, uh, kind of like, you know, just like a productive as well. And uh, their captain that time, uh, Dieter Lindner, I mean, 
like we had a lot of, a lot of like drinks with him as well. Um, well, I mean, you know, so there's a real weight of history on the club uh, the other day. Uh, so now they have a new coach, Adi Hutter, who is coming in to take over from Nico Kovac. Of course, Kovac is going across to Bayern Munich. Uh, Hutter, he's won the league in Austria with uh, Red Bull Salzburg and in Switzerland with Young Boys Bern just la- uh, this past season. And, um, you know, kind of like losing out in that race uh, for the Eintracht job was Jelko Bovac, the Liverpool assistant who is currently on guarding leave. So over to you, partner. The FA Cup final, I barely want to ask you. It was terrible from the report. So was it so bad? Yeah, I mean, I had to watch two finals in a row. Yeah, it was awful, awful, awful. I actually fell asleep during part of the game. It was that bad. So how do you know that it was awful? If I fall asleep... Okay, all right. I know, I know, as you know, that I fall asleep during movies. But like, so my maybe you lose, g- like, the biggest moments of the game. It could have been, yeah. In that, like, you know, 20 minutes that I fell asleep at the end of the first half, it was really, really bad. Um, so, okay. I mean, it was really bad. I mean, it was, it, like... Like I said last week, that was going to be terrible, boring, a waste of time between a boring United and an equally boring Chelsea. Now, okay, Eden Hazard, Hazard scored a penalty and that was it. You know, Mourinho and Conte, they're, they're peas in a pod. They both are very, very negative and, and they both like to win at all costs and they really, they, they, there was no entertainment. Um, and one stat that actually was not mentioned through the whole course of the game, even in those few minutes when I was asleep. Oh yeah, you're going to be an old man now. I know, yeah, I am. So um, <laughs> go on, go on. Okay, so I'll, I'll explain this. So I grew up at like the uh, Irish, like the Republic of Ireland Cup Finals, and even Scottish Cup Finals, English Cup Finals. They really meant something, you know. It was a big, big day, and especially in England, it would build up all day in BBC the teams from their hotel come to the ground and so on and so forth. Um, now in Ireland, the Cup Final takes place in November. Now, usually when it's raining, was still quite a good affair. In England, you know, it's just now kind of nothing. It's the Epic Cup Final. Um, it, as I said, it used to be this big long day build up, and then the Scottish Cup Final was on afterwards. But the stat that I I, I, I brought up and I mentioned actually in the comment, uh, well, in, in in commenting on the game afterwards uh, on radio was, you know, there was two English teams obviously in the English Cup Final. Uh, and there were only six Englishmen, six Englishmen on the pitch at that, uh, you know, starting on uh, the game. No Scots, no Irish, no Northern Irish, or no Welsh. And at the end of the match, there were only four English players left. I have a stat sent in by Peter P. How's this? Of 36 players, both the squads, only eight English players and one Scottish. And there were as many Spanish players? Eight. Uh, eight? Yes. <laughs> and Great. you want to know for the German Cup final? Go on, someone's uh, like well, picking up on my stats, whoa, whoa, whoa. go on. Unpredictable. Seven Germans started, seven Germans finished. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay, yeah. Germans finishing what they started, that's a new one, so go on. Yeah, in total, 12 of 36 players from Germany. Well, I mean, that's pretty good. I mean, that, it just shows, like, it, you know, it's not a huge difference, but, like, it's the way that they use up players. And, like, when you think about it, I mean, Russia's not that bad, you know, because, you know, there's only six foreigners allowed in the pitch at any one time in the, in, the, in the league, so there has to be at least 10 Russian players playing. Um, I read a, a, an article just today, just on the way in, by James Ellingworth of AP, a, a neighbour of mine, uh, and he was interviewing um, Alexander Zotov, a friend of ours, and just saying about like how the development of Russian players has been hampered from high salaries and so on. They're not going abroad. I mean, there's there's only two of the current Russian players playing abroad. Yeah, uh, but it's always about uh, like team matches. We have the same in tennis. Yeah, I, I, I know, I know, but it's, I, I, I do understand what you mean. It's kind of like the development. I know you had a brilliant article, I'm going to ask you about it in a second, <laughs> about uh, like, you know, the tennis is back in the 80s, like with the development of the young players. Um, tell me about it in a second. So listen, uh, okay, in Scotland, okay, so Chelsea won 1-0, of course, the FA Cup final. In Scotland, <laughs> Celtic completed the double treble. Andy Mack will be very happy with that. Uh, they beat Motherwell 2-0, and, you know, I can't say Andy bad. I only saw the highlights, and has anyone provided any stats? 
Yes, he has uh, two Irish players, both with Motherwell. Nine squads started, and there were 14 overall of 36. Yeah, so, and Scotland is still crap. Anyway, um, interesting. That's what stats said. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, stats. <laughs> just lies, lies, and down statistics. Uh, <clears throat> so, interesting, both those clubs uh, have managers from Northern Ireland. Uh, Celtic have the ex Liverpool boss, Brendan Rodgers, and Motherwell have the former Northern Ireland international, Stephen Robinson. Now, this is the second time these seasons met in a cup final. Um, it, they met in the League Cup final a bit earlier on, and also Celtic won. 2-0 uh, and you know Celtic have already won their 49th league title and it's like 7 in a row so I mean they're just totally dominant uh, well yeah let's talk about <laughs> the dominance. dominance I mean dominance, dominance. well actually do you know what go back t- t- tell me more about the, the, that, that the article you wrote on champion.com about the players from the 80s I mean because it's, uh, it's it, fascinating it, it was not about uh, players from the 80s no 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 it's the, 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 the technique the, 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 the like technique that the young players have been trained yeah, uh, that's what surprises me when I see little kids, like uh, 11, 10 years old, and I see them with the technique from uh, back to 1980s or 1990s, you know, but the speed increased, everything increased in tennis. Like, you know, the ball is faster, the surface is everywhere almost faster, and the technique is back to 80s. So you cannot do the same swing and, like, get the ball at the proper time. This is, like, but mission where, possible. Where is the problem, though? Like, uh, it, it, it can't just like be the coaching. It is coaching. Just the coaching. Yes, cause when you, uh, because nobody cares. Nobody, uh, like, I mean, young coaches, they don't want to uh, invest in themselves, you know? They don't want to develop. They don't want to, uh, like, now we have so many options, you know? You can watch YouTube. You can uh, talk with your uh Coaches, you can you 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 can change in from like you know you can uh, talk with everybody and you can get some information from everywhere to understand what is uh, what is good, what is bad with uh, in these new uh, developing things. You know, I mean about technique and uh, they just don't care. They they moved from players to coaches and they just start to do what they yeah, were let, used let's, to. Let's uh, define coaches and pl- and hitting partners. You know, like a lot of guys yeah, who come in, they, like, they, they're just glorified hitting partners. They don't actually invest like you, I know. And no, like, but you know how it goes with the like tennis. But I think it's everywhere in sports. Everything begins from uh, very, 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 very childhood. You know, when you are like yeah. six, seven, eight. Okay, you can play with a bad technique, but when you're growing up and you stay with the same technique, then you got huge, huge problems, you know, and no one understands where it comes from, but this is where it comes from, from the very, very beginning, from the roots, actually. Okay, that's an okay. That's, no, that's interesting. I mean, and I do agree with you. It's something we talked about last, last week we went off air, remember? We're yes. walking down, we're walking down <laughs> yeah, the, but I was the Moscow River. And, and you were formulating your article. article. Co- yeah, yeah. That the okay, <laughs> I inspired you. You owe me. Okay. Uh, Again? Right. Why, yes, why you do. I always owe you? Okay, listen, back <laughs> onto your to Europa League. Yes, you do. <laughs> okay, well, actually, I owe you for a bottle okay, of water. Okay, so okay, okay. Yeah, last week you ran from here to watch the <laughs> final of Europa League. Did Marcel win? No, he didn't. Uh, not even close. Look, uh, I know we, uh, like, we backed Atletico to win from the start because we saw them, like, you know, play uh, uh, Lokomotiv. Yeah, but, uh, but they crashed. Oh, no. no, no, no. Marseille were terrible, but they were really, really bad. Uh, Atletico, they're kind of like. Fantastically brutal, you know. They play an awful brand of football. Um, I mean, I wanted to watch the 1990 Cup final highlights again, but anyway, it doesn't make a difference. 
The end of the competition had begun on June 29, 2017, and uh, two Lokomotiv Moscow players uh, were in the goals and assists top 10. Manuel Fernandez was fourth highest scorer with six goals, um, and uh, with six goals. And Alexei Moranchuk, of course, who hopefully will go to the World Cup, he was the fifth highest assist maker with four. Now we saw Siska, Lokomotiv, and Zanid all make the last 16, and Siska narrowly lose in the quarters to Arsenal. Uh, Spartak were very unlucky enough to get past a very good Bilbao team, and so it was a good year for Russia in the Europa League. and course Champions League as well. Next year Krasnodar with or without Vodos Moe will start in the groups and it will be in the third round and Ufa in the second round. Could Ufa make the groups? Yeah but they need an awful lot of luck. An awful lot of luck. So uh, yeah I mean we'll, we'll you know Look, I think it, it, they're going to have to start early. So, yeah, they're going to start early, so it's going to be that little bit tough for them. Uh, my own Dundalk team, they're going to be the first round, which is a prelim, along with all the Malt... Well, there is a prelim with the Maltese, Faroese, San Marie's and other eases. And, uh, you know, Dundalk, Rover, Shamrock Rovers and Derry City, they're all going to start there. Der- Shari- Shamrock Rovers are going through a bad time at the moment. Um, you know, if they win two rounds, that's good. So, Ufa, I think, you know, they, they're, they're going to find out their fates on June 19th. Lokan CSKA in the groups for the Champions League, Spartak are condemned to the third qualifying round, but you have a f- to fancy them making the groups. Yeah, you really have to do. Mm-hmm. I, I'd hope so, you know. Um, if they don't lose a coach, don't lose some players, then it'll be, it'll be okay. So, listen, before, we, we're going to come back onto this now, just when we come back after the break, but we are going to go straight out to a call, and we're going to come back and have a little chat about what's happening with coaches and changes and so on. So, uh, yeah, so the first segment is going to be a theme song of sorts. This gets a lot of airtime on Sports TV, especially when the home team is still in the tie, still alive. So, if you're ready for a bit of an uplift, this is the Imagine Dragons and Believer. Capital Sports with Alan Moore.
in the flames You're the face of the future The blood in my veins Oh, ooh The blood in my veins Oh, ooh But they never did Ever lived Ever and flowing Inhibited Liberated Till it broke up When it rained down It rained down Like with our Champions League final preview. We've been reviewing uh, the Scottish and we got such we got such flack over that, like, you know, but like uh, what I was saying about different teams in the FA Cup final, it was that bad, folks. Trust me. I suffered so you didn't have to by watching it. Uh, we you had were a, sleeping. Exactly. <laughs> I slept for 20 minutes, my dear. That's all. Uh, okay, so, uh, as we're saying, so, uh, Spartak, if they keep hold their coach, they, they should do well this season and some of the players as well. So, um, so all three uh, Moscow clubs are all in the Champions League groups or groups uh, qualifiers, uh, but we'll have to wait until the 23rd of July to know who Spartak are going to have to beat and only on August 30th to know who Loco and Cisco will be playing in the group stages. So now, as promised, we have two superb prizes to give away. We have 2,000 ruble vouchers in association with Katie O'Shea's and Capital FM, and of course Capital Sports. Um, so there's two vouchers to give away. You can either go to Katie O'Shea's on Machavaya or Katie O'Shea's on Prospect Mira. Go husky for your luck. And you have 2,000 rubles worth of food and drink there to watch the Champions League final this Saturday night. Okay, so it kicks off at 9.45. Uh, the question, please, my lady. And the question is, like, not that easy this time. With which club did Manuel Pellegrini win the English Premier League? So, text your messengers on plus 7925111053. Also send WhatsApp and Viber. Yep, that's it. I mean, Manuel Pellegrini, he is now, of course, we're going to speak about that a little bit later. He's now the coach of uh, West Ham United, my own, well, my English club. Uh, so, again, so, which, with which club did Manuel Pellegrini win the, and I wrote with, didn't I? I said with the English <laughs> Premier League. It was quite a few years ago, five, six years ago. Uh, plus seven, nine, two, five, one, 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 zero, five, three. Now, just before we go to our first call to Samra Hunter, we have to talk a little bit about uh, the Peruvian captain, Paulo Guerrero. Guerrero, I'll ask Samer to say it properly. The top proving scorer of all time. He was caught with a kind of a form of cocaine in the system, which he said that he got from a contaminated tea. Now he tested him after and he tested his hair. I love these stories. So I know, I, I know, do. I know. I know. And there was no history of drug, drug use in his body, especially in, in his hair and so on. So last year he had his ban. It was reduced to six months, which was allowing him obviously to play here in Russia uh, in the World Cup. But then the player who's with the uh, currently with the Brazilian club Flamengo, of course he played with Bayern Munich before, uh, had it extended to 14 months by cast, meaning he would miss the World Cup. Okay, well, well, many, even us in discussion, would say, okay, this is what happens when you are careless. There is an appeal from FIFPRO. Yeah, the, global, the governing body for uh, football issues around the world. Yeah, and players. Uh, true. Captain, yeah, yeah and all, like all the captains of France, Denmark and Australia have all asked for FIFA to ignore the cast decision. 
This just after FIFA found no evidence of doping among Russian players. Yeah, that was announced, uh, I think it was last night that FIFA said that they re-examined samples and so on and so forth. So all these claims were put out by uh, a certain... Uh, some fans working away waving to us. So yeah. uh, a German German said so there was nothing there to be found all along. Yeah, oh yeah, okay. But I just wonder how they do it because FIFA they don't allow the bother to do, to be in this sport. I know, I know. Well, I wouldn't allow Waz to be in the sport. <laughs> anyway, yeah, moving on to something good. So listen, uh, that's going to unfold a little bit more. So let's see what happens with uh, the Peruvian uh, top scorer. Uh, we are going to unfold the Champions League final just a little bit more with the former Real Madrid TV host, the former TRT world presenter and now the face the wonderful intelligent face of La Liga TV in Spain we are so honoured to have her here with us tonight Miss Semra Hunter how are you doing Semra? I am wonderful Alan thank you so much for, for having me on the show it's really such a pleasure to speak with you Oh, listen, Sam, it's, it's a pleasure. The last time we, we tried to have you on, you were on, but the, the phone line from our end was not good, but this time it's, <laughs> it's, it's flying. Yes, that is very true. It sounds to be good, loud and clear. Hopefully, fingers crossed you won't have any problems this time. <laughs> <laughs> well, fingers crossed. Listen, Sam, let's, let's kick off right away. Uh, biggest game in Europe so far this year, um, apart from Lokomotiv beating Zenit, of course, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, now, you know most of the Real Madrid players personally. Uh, are, they going to produce, are they going to approach this game differently, given the far, firepower, firepower that uh, Liverpool have? Mm, you know, the thing with Real Madrid is that they ooze this confidence and, and they have a sense of, uh, you, know, you could say they're quite egotistical in a way. I mean, and it, it's deserved, right? I mean, they've won 12 Champions League, European Cups, more than anybody else. The next team after them would be Milan with seven, Liverpool have five. So I think they're the type of team that they expect the other club, the opponent, to adapt to them rather than the other way around. And I think in some ways that could actually be a bit of a danger for this team because if they do come in with a bit of confidence or overconfidence, I mean, I, I do think that perhaps they're not looking at Liverpool as a club of the caliber maybe as a Barcelona or a Bayern Munich, um, which, again, could work a little bit in there uh, or against them, actually, as a, you know, coming with a bit of overconfidence, thinking it's going to be a little bit easier, perhaps, than the three finals that they've won over the last four years. But I think it'd be a huge mistake to uh, undermine Liverpool because that's past the team. As you said, they have an incredible firepower for the front three. Um, and they've got Jurgen Klopp. And that's Jürgen true. Klopp, if we remember, he... he beat Real Madrid in 2013 with Borussia Dortmund 4-1. I mean, he, he masterminded a massive stroke against, uh, against Real Madrid. He knows how to sort of stop the Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, uh, you know, obviously, he may come up with another great way of doing that again, but it's one thing to know how to do it, and it's another thing to have the players actually implement you the know, plan the exactly I mean for, for me the best way to stop a player like Cristiano Ronaldo is just like <laughs> hold him and kick him very very hard sorry yeah, that's that's, I'm, I'm Irish ever, I'm Irish it's, uh, that, that's everybody does I know well I would do it just <laughs> properly I would just that's, that's what everybody does properly that's why Roy Keane was the best okay sorry Kate, Kate, Kate has a question for you Kate, yeah hello Summer with Scott here yeah. Hi, uh, I'm good thanks yeah. so do you expect lots of goals in this game this time you know, I, I think I think I think there's definitely the potential to have a lot of goals. Um, I think both teams, their attack is much stronger than their defence. Um, and you also have the subplot of Cristiano Ronaldo versus Mo Salah. Both of them, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo scored 15 goals in the Champions League this season alone. I score ever in the competition. 
he really arises for the occasion when it comes to the Champions League as well as the rest of his teammates. So I think, you know, he'll be hungry as well as everybody else. And I think Liverpool definitely have the ability to score a lot of goals as well. That said, I actually kind of feel like it's going to be a little bit more low scoring. I kind of feel it's going to be tight. In any case, I really do believe it's going to be tight. But I could see like a 2-1. Yeah, I mean, uh, okay, sorry, okay. Nikki, Nikki here has a, has a has a big question because this is this is a part time resident of Spain sitting to my left, Samra. So uh, <laughs> she, she won't she won't break it to Spanish, but she has a question about Spain. Hello, Samra. How is the match being covered down there in Spain? Well, you know, it's actually been a really busy week with Spanish football. Um, you know, it was this past weekend was the last day of, of La Liga, and there was a lot going on. Everyone said goodbye to Andres Iniesta, who is a huge legend, not just for Barcelona, but for Spanish football. It was also uh, Fernando Torres' last game for Atlético de Madrid, Xavi Prieto for Real Sociedad. So there was a lot of focus on these players ending their careers. Um, apart from that, Valencia were celebrating their return to the Champions League. Atlético won the Europa League last week. So the focus really has been elsewhere. And I can tell you in Barcelona right now, and I can tell you right now, most people in Barcelona really don't care too much for the Champions thing, as you can probably imagine, since their club is not going to be in the final. Can you tell me the truth? Is everyone hoping for Real to lose? It definitely depends on where you are. I mean, if you're in the Spanish capital, there's definitely going to be at least half of the city that's going to want Real Madrid to win. They have a lot of fans around the whole country as well. There are a lot of people who will be pulling for Real Madrid, especially because they're on the brink of making history, winning three in a row in the Champions League in its modern format. I don't think... I think Bayern Munich was the last one to do that in the 70s when it was still the European Cup, if I'm not wrong. It's, it's incredible what they've achieved in the last four or five years. So I think there are definitely a lot of people who do want to see them win. Um, but of course, you have... <laughs> people who are Barcelona fans and really don't want them to win. <laughs> well, I mean, it's understand. I mean, look, this season, of course, as, as you mentioned, you saw, like, you know, Barcelona, they, they, they got back on top. Now, Iniesta's gone. We saw him doing his uh, posing, sitting on the field and so on for, like, until 1 a.m. in the morning. Um, listen, are, are Barcelona, do, will they be the team to beat next season in Spain? And should we see them make a big, big impact next year in Europe? You know, I think it's funny because if we go back to last summer, Everyone, including myself, thought it was going to be a disastrous campaign for Barcelona because Neymar left, and it was a huge scandal. Um, not just the fact that he left, obviously, with the whole transfer situation as well and the money that was involved. Um, they signed Paulinho from China. He was obviously a flop in Tottenham. So people didn't quite understand that move. Um, they didn't really bring in any other big names. So... Everyone kind of expected Barcelona to really do poorly this year, but they ended up being brilliant. I mean, after they lost the, the, the Spanish Super Cup, I think it was to, to Real Madrid in August, it's been plain sailing for them. They they came out ahead in, the, in, in La Liga, and they, and they never looked back, and they ended up winning the double, the league and, and the Spanish Super Cup. So... Barcelona are always going to be there. They're always going to be one of the top teams in Europe, uh, with or without Iniesta. Iniesta obviously is a one-of-a-kind player. I don't think we'll ever see anyone like him again, or even Xavi Hernandez. Um, but, you know, they still have Sergio Busquets. They obviously still have Messi. Uh, Coutinho has shown that he could really be a big talent for Barcelona coming forward. He's done really well since he, he came over in January. Uh, 
Barcelona are a great side, and it's, it'll be interesting to see the kind of movements that they make over the summer, what kind of transfers they do. Obviously, we have the World Cup to, to worry about, so I don't think we'll be hearing too many rumors until probably that, that's finished. But I think they can definitely hold their own and compete in Europe again next season, no problem. Well, that, 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 that's good to hear. I mean, we, we were, uh, just before we came on there, we were analyzing the, uh, the Spanish team that was picked, and Ekaterina was kind of like looking like and scratch her head, and she's like, no, I'm going to nab this question right now and ask Emra. Yeah, just curious. The Spanish squad was announced this week. Any surprises for you in it? Sorry, can you repeat that? Like the Spanish squad was announced this week. Are there any surprises for you in it? Ah, uh, overall, I would say no. There are a couple of names I'll get to in a minute, but I do believe that overall it's a really well-rounded team. It's a good mix of experience and a good mix of youth. Um, Lopetegui, let's not forget, he, he coached the under-19, under-20s, under-21 uh, Spanish national teams. Uh, he knows a lot of these players, these young players especially that are coming through. He's been working with them for years, and that's a huge advantage to them. Um, in terms of specific names, a lot of people are quite surprised about the absence of Alvaro Morata or the absence of Cesc Fabregas. And, you know, it's to be noted, but I actually think it makes a lot of sense. Morata was sensational when he went... Uh, to Chelsea in January or when he switched uh, Chelsea and then after January it was like his confidence just kind of plummeted it was as if it just kind of nosedive off of the cliff it was very strange and he hasn't been the player that we've seen him uh, be over the last few months so he just um, he didn't deserve his place in the, in the squad basically be... what's that sorry? He, he didn't deserve his place in the squad like I mean with the I, I, don't, the I don't think so I mean you, you look at he's called up Diego Asta and Rodrigo, for example, who yeah. I think both of them really deserve to be there. And I do think that they deserve to be there more than Morata. Diego Asta, even though Celta Vigo had a really poor season, he was sensational. He was the top Spanish scorer behind Leon Messi, Ronaldo, and Sporting in La Liga with 22 goals. Uh, and Rodrigo is a reflection of the season that Valencia has had as a team. They've really struggled in recent years, but they really found their form, their rhythm again this season. They finished fourth in the back of the Champions League. So I think it's a great note to have both of them in the squad. The one name that really does stick out for me that I do think should be there is Sergio Roberto, because I think he's vastly talented. He's very versatile. You can put him in the midfield. You can put him in central defense. You can put him on the right back. It doesn't matter. And he will pretty much always deliver for you. He's, he's a very young, very talented player. And uh, yeah, for me, he's missing. I personally would have liked to see him uh, in the squad. Whereas, for example, the old Costa is not my favorite choice. Um, but, I, I, mean, it, it, I think it, he does quite well with the club teams, but he just has never really fit in well with with the Spanish national side. But I mean, okay, I mean, there, there, you know, there could be a coach change before uh, 2022, so he might get the chance, you know, in Qatar, yeah. if if it goes ahead in Qatar. Listen, before before we do, I've got a couple of quick questions for you. Um, sure. Now, Arsenal have signed Una Emery, of course, who was late, of course, of the Spartak. I, I worked with him in Spartak, and I mean, he had, he had a very raw deal in Spartak. He was a much better coach than he was allowed to be here. Of course, he went to Sevilla and was absolutely outstanding. Uh, he, you know, he did a decent job in PSG. I mean, given all the money he had, it was going to be impossible. Anyway, do you think it's a good signing, uh, you know, for, for, for Arsenal? Will he, will he be a good replacement for Wenger? Yeah, you know what? I, I do like Unai Emery. Um, 
I think he's a very good coach. I think he was treated a little bit harshly on Stanley and PSG. I think things could have gone a lot better, but obviously he had a lot of things to struggle between Neymar, Cavani, a lot of egos in the locker room. Um, uh, you know, the money, like you said, that was being thrown at the club. I'm not sure that PSG was the right fit for him. I yeah. think Arsenal could be a really good fit for him. Um, I think there, we could probably draw some similarities between the club culture, between Sevilla and in Arsenal. Um, I think he'll be much happier there. And, uh, yeah, I, I think overall it's a good decision. Nice one. This is, uh, just two very last quick questions. Now, the World Cup, of course, is around the corner right here. Well, next door to us, literally here from Moscow City, uh, where we are in the Nambarajan Tower. Um, so, are Spain favourites to go win it, or who do you reckon will win it if it's not Spain? My personal favourite is definitely Spain. I okay. think on any given day, if they play their best football, they can't be stopped. Okay, well, um, Nikki, Stay, Nikki Stay is smiling here, but in in the, the the off chance that say they get food poisoning or they get stuck in a train and have to give a walkover sure. or something like that, who who would be your second favorite? I think obviously, I mean, the standouts are Germany, reigning champions, and Brazil. And Brazil, okay, and no chance for Russia. Okay, that's fair enough. Okay, everyone's laughing here at me. I, I, look, I think England are going to win it. I think England are going to win it. You may get lucky. You never know. You may get lucky. I, well, I, well, yeah, always, that's all we could be. Like, I'm sitting in, I'm si- <laughs> hinting. Yeah, I'm sitting in the studio with four women, so there's no chance of getting... Anyway, um, okay, so moving on very, very quickly. I almost said something stupid there and got fired. Again? <laughs> Again, every week I do the same. Okay, um, uh, Semra, most important question, yeah. who's going to win on, on Saturday night? Oh. Come on. You know what I really, really Big like one, one. I have to say, I, I, ugh, I really think it could go either way. Uh, I'll but who's going to win? Um, I'll let you know a little secret. Uh, I was a huge Liverpool fan as a, <gasps> when I was growing up. Perfect. So, this is kind of like my dream final. Okay. <laughs> but... I think Real Madrid are going to win. Okay. Well, listen, with that, listen, you're in Barcelona. You, you took time off your dinner to speak with us. Samra, it's been wonderful <laughs> speaking with you. Thank you so, Thank so much. You so Have much. a lovely dinner. And um, fingers you. crossed that is a good final. Thank you so much, Samra. Take care. Okay, so that was Emma Hunter of La Liga TV in Spain, who's who's just said on air, live on air, that she is a Liverpool <laughs> fan from yeah. childhood. Right, we're going to straight into a break because Nikki's going to smack me over the head with something if I don't. Uh, you can, you know, you're going to purse your lips, you're going to close your eyes, but don't do it if you're driving. Of course, this is another Imagine Dragons song, and this is Thunder. Capital Sports with Alan Moore. Just a young gun with a quick fuse. I was uptight. Well, I 
back live and loud from the wonderful, wonderful Nabarajian Tower, the Enka Nabarajian Tower. Uh, things are going very, very well so far this evening uh, because, you know, we had a great chat with, we had a great chat with Semmer Hunter of uh, La Liga TV and all is going very well. If Nasty can just turn down the music a little bit in the background and so people can hear us just a little bit better. Thank you, Nasty. Yes, I'm just very <laughs> uh, worried about the microphones not exactly. working. <laughs> Our microphones will just did a, we'll just know, check. a nosedive. <laughs> so, okay, yeah, Catherine, she's going to repeat the quiz question before we go any further. Oh, yes, I do. So, with which club did Manuel Pellegrini win the English Premier League? And you can text the answers uh, to the phone, plus seven nine two five one 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 zero five three. 1053 You can also send WhatsApp and Viber. Exactly. So all that, all all that, let's just get in because we've got two vouchers, both worth two thousand rubles, to give away to Kedio Shays on Mahavaya and Kedio Shays on Prospect Mira for food and drink. And that's for this Saturday night to watch the Champions League final, which of course kicks off at nine forty-five. Now, on that topic that we we covered a little bit with uh, Semra was managers replacing managers, and of course Unai Emery, the former uh, Spartak manager uh, and uh, Sevilla and PSG, of course uh, Paris Saint Germain uh, manager, he is now the manager replacing Arsene Wenger, our good old friend, at Arsenal. So, what other managers have been moving around the place? Well, that's you who has to tell <laughs> is that us. Why I had to do it? <laughs> yeah, I don't exactly. So. Well, Jacob Bubac, he is still on uh, Gardening. That's, of course, the, uh, the assistant for Liverpool. Um, also, of course, uh, who's moved is uh, Manuel Pellegrini, our, our quiz question for tonight. He has moved to West Ham United. So, that was a, you know, it's a... I don't know. I think it's a decent move for West Ham. He's won everywhere he's gone. I really do think he's won everywhere he's gone. Do I, do I think he's, he's good for West Ham long term? No. But uh, short term, well, you know, he'll get the mid-table at least, you know, if he has money. That's, that's the only well, thing. Well, just time, you know. We'll see. It is. It <laughs> is. It is. I mean, I mean it, it, is a, it is a sort of a, a... It was a strange one for me. So, anyway, anyway... Now, we, of course, have the Champions League final coming up on Saturday night to kick off, as I said, again, at 9.45 Moscow time. And it is a huge one. It is a massive one. It is Real Madrid going for their 13th title. Liverpool going for their 6th title. It's two clubs 
giants in not just European but world football too. I mean, I hate to say brand move names. To, move to Kiev. Move to Kiev. <laughs> yeah, they they do play in Kiev. Yeah, of course yeah. they play. And there's, actually, like there's a lot of complaints about Kiev as well because yeah, that's they, what I was. You know, they, they yeah, that's what I saw on reports. So. Yeah, they can't get hotels and so on. And then a lot of the um, the locals are offering up rooms for free. So I mean, you know, that's you know Ukrainian hospitality. So it's a yeah, it's a nice one, but uh, but still, you know, this is a huge event and you have to be I prepared. Know, you know? I know, I <laughs> know. But it's getting bad here because I'll just I'll give a little small thing. Uh, people booking uh, through Booking dot com, for example, uh, here and they had got booked an apartment for a certain amount of money and then the guy said oh uh, we need to renegotiate the price and they put it up twice and then three four times here in moscow and you know people are getting stuck with this and what's happening is they're taking deposits on like four or five deposits from five you know, four or five different people. people yeah on one apartment you know and this is what's happening here i mean it's happen it happens in dublin at times when people are trying to rent apartments uh but here this is Insane, no? I know, it's totally unfair. But luckily, the Russian authorities are onto it because it's been reported over and over and people have been arrested already for it. So it's a good thing. Now, uh, before we go to our next call, uh, last week, this is ice hockey, uh, last week Russia did not even win a medal in the World Ice Hockey Championships in Copenhagen. Instead, Sweden took home gold and the surprise packet, Switzerland, they were silver and the USA, well, they robbed gold from Canada. Well, yeah, and some tennis news. Go ahead. While we're here. Go go ahead. Ahead. While we're here. Yeah, we're like Roland Garros starts its qualifying, so actually that's what we like already broadcast. And uh, we have some news about Maria Sharapova, who actually coming back from this long, long, long injury. Made, made the quarterfinals last week in Madrid. Not last week, the week before week in before Madrid, she, yeah. and then she made semis in last week in Rome, oh, where she okay. lost against, against Simona Halep, who is uh, number, number one. Number one in the yeah. world, exactly. And it was tough match, three sets, six four in the third, four six. And um, and also uh, Daria Kasatkina, she made uh, also in Madrid quarterfinals. So we have pretty good uh, good informed players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just women, by the well, way. I mean, okay, and the, double, the doubles pair as well. Double, they, uh, they, they won. Yes, yes, yes. Vesin uh, and Makarova they won Madrid uh, altogether again. But but uh, the other thing is that they don't play together Roland Garros this Why? time. I don't know. Uh, they don't uh, announce reasons, but they don't play. Uh, Elena Vistina, she plays with Ostapenko. Oh, from uh, Elena uh, from yeah, uh, last year. Yeah. Yeah, 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 who won singles uh, uh, last year. year. And Ekaterina um, uh, Makarova, she plays with uh, Kalinska, I think, another Russian young one. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah it's so She's the one she played Fed Cup, didn't she, last year? Yeah, yes, yeah. Yeah, 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 she did. Like, it so is strange, I mean, because would, I would tip them to win Roland Garros. I have no idea, because we, we, we were discussing it last week, because uh, they announced it, I think, Thursday or Friday. And it was like, yeah, big discussion about that, why, why, why it happened and uh, what's going on. You have like on. a WhatsApp chat group of like tennis uh, players and like, no, like yeah, kind of, yes. Yeah, okay, <laughs> exactly. Okay. Uh, Rumors and gossips and like... <laughs> <laughs> who's dating you and who's fighting with you? Okay. So listen, there's some waiting on the line to talk about the biggest game of the weekend. Of course, that's after the Dublin Wicklow uh, Leinster Championship match. Uh, now we're going to Kiev, Kiev, Kiev even, right now. And we're going to have a chat with the, uh, well, a friend of the show and another, well, he's, he is Irish. Uh, he's and he lived in Ireland as well. He's actually probably lived in Ireland more recent than I have. <laughs> and he is the face of Liverpool FC TV and was here not too long ago when Liverpool played Spartak Moscow in the Champions League. Good evening, Mr. Peter McDowell. Good evening, guys. Uh, good evening. How are we? How, how is Kiev? What's the weather like down there? 
it's okay. We arrived um, probably about an hour and a half ago, and it's seemed warm. And yeah, there's a bit of a party atmosphere here. They haven't really had the, the full influx of Liverpool fans yet, which will probably be in the main state tomorrow. Um, but yeah, it, it seems like a, a fun city, so we're looking forward to exploring it a bit over the next couple of days. That sounds good. So listen, Peter, most important thing, who do you fancy for the win this weekend? Will it be Dublin or Wicklow? <laughs> <laughs> uh, as you know, I spent a, a good time in, in my 20s in Dublin, so I'd probably have to go for Dublin. All uh, right. And you see, of course, because it always is said that, you know, people always say to me, the, the capital of Ireland is Liverpool, not Dublin. So, I mean, there you yeah. go. So we're, we're, we're yeah. twins. So listen, seriously, okay, we just had Samra Hunter on and she, even though, and she's, she works with La Liga TV, she's a face of La Liga TV, uh, ex-Real Madrid TV uh, host as well. And she told us that she's a Liverpool fan from childhood, but she thinks Real are going to win. So seriously, do Liverpool stand an earthly chance? Absolutely, they they stand a, a fantastic chance. I think it's a genuine fifty-fifty game. If you're the neutral, but you know you look at the way Liverpool have played this season, how they've destroyed arguably the best team in Europe in in Manchester City. I think there will be, despite some of the rhetoric that's been around in some of the papers this week, um, there'll be a real fear for Real Madrid if, if Liverpool turn up and they are as dynamic and as intent as they have been in the campaign so far then then they stand a fantastic chance of, of ending this dynasty of, of Real Madrid uh, in, in Kiev on Saturday night of course you know they're, they're fully aware of the threat that Real Madrid uh, pose but they're in a great moment they've got some fantastic players Liverpool and they are just an absolute joy to watch whichever persuasion of football you, you lend yourself to really. Um, Peter is Katya here. Masala has been in great form, Hi. just scoring for fun. How important is he to the club as whole, as a whole, not just for football? Like, sorry, could you just repeat that? How important is Masala to the club as a whole, not just for football? Uh, he's integral, isn't he? He's been a, a wonderful, wonderful signing for for Liverpool, and and quite rightly, he's been talked about. Um, by everybody that's got any kind of, uh, of of love for football, really. I think the thing I would point to there, really, where, where Mo is concerned, and he says it himself in every interview that he does, and he doesn't do many of them, but this is probably the biggest achievement of Liverpool. This is a, a true team dynamic, and, and yeah, he scored 43 goals this year, um, but he is, he is one part of what is a, a really fantastic team game. He's very close to all of his teammates. He... I think he's really embraced the Liverpool lifestyle. And we've had so many great players over the years, so many individual players, that if we were to lose them, I think as a club we would we would say, what will we do? But I think we have so many great individual players at the moment. Of course, Liverpool would struggle if they didn't have Mo Salah in the team. He is integral to Liverpool. He's integral to the way the team play. But I think the team is integral to the way that Mo plays and how well he's performed this season. Um, they are just... Uh, an absolute dream to watch at the moment. But Peter, just two Liverpool players named in the England team, Trent Alexander-Arnold and Jordan Henderson, with Adam Lallana as a reserve. Fair enough? I think so. Um, it's funny, you know, and I don't know how many listeners understand the, the Liverpool mentality, but, you know, Liverpool as a city in England is seen as, as a bit of a principality. It's a bit different to most other countries that we almost see Liverpool as its own country. So if you were to ask the average scouts on the street, you know, are you pleased that there are three players called up for England? They would probably say no. 
they'd probably say they're not pleased at all. They they want their players to rest, have their feet up for the summer. Uh, Trent has been fantastic. Jordan has just become a, a colossus in terms of a Liverpool captain. And unfortunately for, for Adam, um, he's so passionate about representing England, it's, it's probably just come a bit too soon for him with the injuries that he's had this season. Um, we watch on with great interest. We hope that, that Jordan Henderson lifts the World Cup as well as the European Cup and, and that Trent plays every game. But um, our interest is very much in Liverpool fans in the club as opposed to the country. I mean, you just mentioned Jordan Henderson, so like, I mean, he could be uh, along with like Emlyn Hughes twice lifted the, the European Cup, Phil Thompson, Graeme Souness, and of course, Stephen Gerrard. I catch you, I had the question about Stevie G a little bit later on. So, I mean, it's, a, it's he's come a long way to do it so well. Um, but I'm just, I'm getting waved here from, uh, from DJ Nikki Stay. She has a question for you, Peter. So I'm, yes. I'm surrounded by women right now. Hello, Peter. Uh, are you satisfied with this, with the England squad as a whole? Yeah, I think it's. I mean, England are going a, a different way at the moment, probably different to other nations, and that you don't almost have to be a, a a regular starter for your team to represent your country. I think the manager has, has illustrated looking at the squad that he's going to go with young players, and this might be a squad that, that is going to be about the next tournament and the tournament after that, as opposed to this World Cup. The, the feeling has been very different in, in, in England, I think, this year that. Um, the expectation is nowhere near as big as it has been in previous tournaments. They are hoping that the team does well, but they're not expecting that they're going to go to the semi-finals and the final. If they get to the quarter-finals, then that would probably be viewed as a success. I think. I mean, it, it is. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I've tipped all along that you know England are going to uh, win the World Cup. I mean, I know it sounds a bit mad, but I do think they're going to go a long way in it, Peter. Like honestly speaking, and I would love to see them do it, but. Um, of course, I'm conflicted, of course, you know, naturally, but like, I do think it'll do it. Listen, um, back to Saturday's match, the most important one, of course, the, uh, you know, not the Dublin Wicklow, but the, 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 uh, Championship final. So, listen, you're going for six European Cups or Champions Leagues, um, and a 12th European trophy in total. How important is this competition to Liverpool Football Club? I think it's huge, Alan. I think it's, it's, you know, Liverpool exists historically to win trophies and, you know, Real Madrid will look at this and think, hang on a minute, you know, however good Liverpool are, they've not won a trophy since 2012, and that ended a, a pretty long hiatus prior to that, before they'd won the, the previous trophy, but it's so key, isn't it? It's so key to keep the manager, it's so key to keep the, the great players that we have at the club, it's so key to keep the, the, the fans engaged, and I think it's about marking something, isn't it? These players are fully appreciative of the history that goes before them, and you know, I've worked at various radio stations across the years and at one different club. I can remember one professional player describing the pitches that adorn the corridors as being like ghosts because they're always fighting that history, aren't they? They're always fighting what previous teams have done. You know, where Liverpool are concerned, they look at the five previous European champion sides and think, yeah, we can look at that and draw a little bit of inspiration from it, but they are desperate to mark this great period for themselves and they, they're desperate to, to be looked at as, as a team that achieves something because they would go down let's not forget if they are to win the sixth European trophy you know they're going to be coming back to Liverpool in 25, 30, 45, 50 years time and talking about it at, at various dinners across the world Rightly so they'll, they'll, they'll put their mark so, on history they'll put their mark on history sorry Kate, 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 we're uh, yeah, running uh, Kate, Kate, go ahead Peter Peter one little thing actually not from me I've been asked by a listener to ask you Stevie G to Rangers just that. Sorry, just say it again for me. It just broke up a little bit. Uh, it's just one little thing that actually 
comes not from me. I've been asked by a listener to ask you, Stevie G to Rangers, just that. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, I, w- I was with Stephen last week. I had a week with him in, in Dubai last week. He's so excited, you know, about this opportunity. It's, it's obviously a risk. Everything in football is a risk now, isn't it? You can get yeah. a job in August and, and be out of a job before Christmas, but he has done brilliantly with the under 18s i saw him change i saw that the change in his is is his mentality how professionally approached everything you know he was working really long days he developed lots of really good signs in young players as well and i think he's ready now to to walk into a first team dressing room uh and speak to players eye to eye he, i think he's ready to change the rangers mentality hopefully put a stamp on the squad that he'll be able to bring in as well And and who knows, you know, this this could be a genuine Celtic Rangers challenge again. That it, it could be the two of them going head to head for for a championship in one or two years' time. But I don't know. I think with, with Stephen, it, it's a no risk because he's he's a great man. I think yeah. if it were to work out badly for him at Rangers, then Liverpool would would welcome him back. Well, I mean, well, he, he, he's a winner. He's brilliant. Yeah, he's a winner. He'll win wherever he goes. That's for sure. And um, listen, uh, last last quick question. Liverpool or Real on Saturday? Liverpool. Okay, that's great. Oh. <laughs> this Liverpool, great. I, get a, I, get, I get a good feeling about it. That's I very really good. Do. Listen, Peter, thank you very, very much. Thank Fingers you. crossed and uh, let's go Reds. Thank you very, very much. Have a good evening. Okay, so that is it for another week. We are off to dance night away under the Moscow City Towers. We've had two wins. We've had uh, Dimitri and Sergei. They have both guessed the correct answer. The answer is... And the answer is Man City. Exactly, Manchester City. That is who Manuel Pellegrini, the Chilean, had managed before. So, Yekaterina, thank you very, very much for tonight's uh, uh, performance. Uh, thank you, Alan. Thank you, Nikki. Nikki. Stay. You're <laughs> thank wonderful. you. Wonderful. Thank Keep you. Keep in line. We're running over time. She's going to like smack me. We're, 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 <laughs> look, we're going to go out because we're like we're going to be positive. It's going to be a great week. It's going to be a great weekend. Those like lucky listeners are going to have their two thousand rubles vouchers there to spend in Cato Shades and Mokovai and on Prospect Mirror. And it's going to be fun. So this is a song from the FIFA game, and it's a song you love to hear when you've just beaten your friend. Uh, not physically, of course, just on the screen. It's a tune <laughs> that is so, so... Thanks, Nicky. Uh, so, so guaranteed to put a smile on your face. I'm getting making fun for my jokes. Uh, my jokes are all right. It's going to put a smile on your face. It's a song that you're going to remember, and you're going to hunt down on Contact. You're going to hunt down on YouTube or Spotify or whatever you use. You're going to stick it on your headphones tomorrow. And as you're walking out of the car or out of the metro... Suddenly the sun is going to shine on you. So remember, on top of the world. Exactly, because you are the <laughs> best because you listen to us on Capital Sports. So until next week, sitting on top of the world because we're going to have a great guest next week. So this is On Top of the World with Imagine Dragons. Capital Sports with Alan Moore. Don't look down Cause I'm on top of the world